All right, world, what's up? We're back at it again with another episode of Creatornomics, and today I'm joined by two, well, one guest and the homie, Andrea. How we doing? Hello, hello. And my my guest today came in Rojas, um, Hispanic mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> Man, thank, yeah, uh, this is awesome. Yeah, thanks for being, this is my first podcast episode. Ever. First ever, first ever appearance on any podcast so this is a lot of fun thanks for having me yeah so let's let's kick it off a little bit Kamal. let's tell the people how we met um yeah and honestly i'm trying to remember how yeah met. i know <laughs> no we met we met through a mutual friend shout out max barbonat uh, yeah at uh, vidcon last year i think yeah, yeah. vidcon that was um, my first ever conference in the space yeah, yeah. vidcon last Infuse year Infuse was like barely like it was just a, a baby a sparkle little in my idea. eye yeah, yeah exactly. no, i remember uh max was like yeah i got you know this guy you know, startup in the creator space and you're always like all right you know meet another uh is fine you know i'm always down and um but yeah no i remember when we met explaining uh what you guys were doing and i was like holy crap yeah actually i this need to really actually uh, yeah. follow up with this guy and yeah. make sure and then i was uh based in la and then moved to new york yeah. and now we're here in the city together. So. Yeah. You you mm -hmm. liked me so much that yeah. you decided Literally. to move to New York. Followed you over. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you you moved like right after you guys I left? Yeah, you uh, I moved here like at the end of October. Okay. Um, so I mean, we met that summer, and then I was like going back and forth from LA to New York, and then finally decided to move out here. Um, and then we re we re met up at this uh, Creator Economy like meetup here in. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's been a lot of fun to meet folks like in this space because everyone's always talking about. LA, LA, LA. Yeah. You know, why are you leaving LA if you're in the creator space going to New York? And I'm seeing that uh, it's like pretty much equal now in my really? opinion. Really? So? Yeah. I, I think there's, there's mm. so many people out here now. And uh, creators, there's a different type of creator out here. It feels like they're all, there's a lot more educational business, kind of like these people in like finance making videos right. about that. Where it's different. It's not the LA hype house thing that you yeah. get, right? But it's, the same level of influence and, and yeah like that. so it's, it's just a cool. different niche yeah. so or group of let's dig into one of our favorite topics on the pod the la versus new york discussion love it <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah um i mean i think obviously okay new york you've got the convenience is is just is crazy right like i've never uh in la was at a club and then walk home right grab like, a I, grab a slice of pizza <laughs> yeah. on the way yeah. wait let's take a step back you grew up in la yeah or okay. orange county for so have you mostly really lived in la have you lived anywhere else yeah so orange county my whole life okay then ucla for college so then was up uh in like real los angeles for that like, okay. four years there and then two years afterwards was living in like the santa monica area Perfect. so um, you've had bright blue skies every day of your life yeah, until you moved here. Yeah, my whole life, yes. When I moved here, it was, it was really embarrassing. Was it February and you were freezing? It was, I mean, yeah, it was a, a, a October when I got oh, here and I was already spooky. like bun absolutely bundled up, like yeah. totally bundled. Uh, I was shivering so much. My coworker, everyone was making fun of me. Um, yeah. And, Full uh, poofy jacket and 55 degrees. Yep, yep, yep. So I, I, I actually also just found out what a walk-up meant the other day. Someone asked me, "Oh, you got an apartment? Like, are you in a walk up?" I was like, "I don't, I don't follow what you're I asking." Walk <laughs> up yeah, I walk up the like, stairs. That's what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I was like, "You walk into the apartment." Uh, There's nowhere to walk upstairs. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, one story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I figured it. I figured that out. But yeah, now it's been. I mean, the food, the diversity here is really amazing. The convenience, um, you know, the weather obviously is 
a massive weather L coming over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but I I like New York so far. It's it is so different to me. Like even trying to compare Los Angeles and New York together, they're like. Uh, Completely night and day. It's like, a yin and yang. Yeah. yeah, they we love them both for different reasons, yeah. but they're very different. And we love different. to live in New York. We <laughs> love to live in New York, exactly. but I would love to visit LA. Yeah, yeah. facts. But I mean, you adapted really well with the black, full black universe. Right. So <laughs> I, know, I think I, you're prepared. I know both of you. Yeah. I gotta bring some color in. You yeah, know? you that bring is your Bring the flair. It, this is my style exactly. It's true. So what do you guys? I guess let's actually. So came and tell the listeners a little bit about you know what you do. What you sure. do in the creator space, how you got into it, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. So how I uh, got into the creator space was actually a long time ago, uh, back when like Vine was blowing up and nice. like 2014 tw era. Uh, my friends and I back in high school actually we did a concert series with Viners. Sick. Um, a lot of people that you actually might know, like uh, I don't know, I'm thinking like Andrew Bozzi, for example, if that name sounds uh -huh. familiar, like some of these big uh, musicians that blew up on Vine awesome. back in the day. It was kind of we stumbled into it. We uh, we were seeing we wanted to just do shows. We were college. We were high school kids who just like thought it would be fun. Uh, we had like the resources. My friends' parents had a production company, so they had all the stuff. We just needed to like find the talent. Right. We were realizing, damn, artists are like twenty, forty, fifty k to book, but these kids that are blowing up on Vine right now will move the same amount of tickets and literally are like a tenth of the Amazing. price. They just want, they're excited <laughs> yeah. to be, yeah. yeah. We can like be outside of my room yeah. with my guitar and be actually yeah. in front of people. No, it was wild. And these kids weren't getting invited to anything. There was no real like IRL activations for right. them to do anything. So we, what we did was we get anyone that could like actually sing and perform we had on the, the lineup, and then we just put like special guests at the bottom. And then for kids that were just popular, we just had them MC. So when the when the transition between an artist, we, you know, we'd have them come on stage and talk awesome. and, and do and, and do all these things. Um, that was really it was a crazy time. And then you know, Vine went away, and the creator space I thought at the time was still super early. You know, these MCNs and stuff, and like these maker studios, yep. and, like Awesomeness TVs and whatever, and I wasn't really feeling the love on the industry back then, and so I went to like traditional Hollywood, okay. went to UCLA, and spent a bunch of time in WME, CAA, like the regular kind of OG agencies to learn the full like scope of the business with the intention. Always on the music side. Yeah, always on the music side. I spent some time at like uh, Sony Music. Was, Are like, you a musician yourself, or you just love it? I wasn't a musician. I just you know uh, I just loved events and seeing artists like perform and Love bringing that. people together um and so then the pandemic hits as everyone knows yep. and uh you're like okay can't really do anything with concerts right now and the musicians are really honestly we're all starting to become online creators yep. at the time they were doing like virtual shows and like pushing everything on social um so i knew okay the creator space is definitely about to just absolutely just pop off right mm -hmm. now. Like it was early back 2014. No one was talking about it. I remember back talking to agents at WME and these different places about what I was doing with the Viners and stuff. Yeah. And everyone kept asking me, like, what do they do? Like, what? Like, what? We don't get it. And what I, is like, this yeah. thing? Yeah. So, what, what was your pitch to them? My at pitch that time? is always like, dude, they just have influence. Like, their, their talent is literally moving, like, getting bodies into a place. Like, yeah. kids will listen to them, um, you know, and not, it was funny. Then you, 
fast forward five, six years later, and all these agencies have like full digital departments of now. Course. And they're all like <laughs> the TikTok That's where department. All their investment yeah. goes oh, into. They're like, oh, new projects, all influencer. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. So I uh, then I, I met basically um, this company when I was at uh, this agency, ICM Partners, and we were dealing with the pandemic. And I got introduced to a company called Jelly Smack, which I'm sure probably people listening to this pod yeah, like, know yeah. Jelly Smack is a company. Yep. Uh, and when I met them, basically the, how I how I uh, described it to myself was it's a record label for for content creators. We're basically you know we're giving people upfront money, distributing their yeah. content. We're kind of handling all that stuff. Um, and I was like, wow, this is is exactly what people what people need. Uh, and so I joined the company to help them build uh, scale their creator program. It was like signing new content creators. And my experience in music and like A&R and, you know, 360 right. deals and all these things, uh, the parallels were, it was exactly the same thing. We we're just building it out like, uh, you know, the UMG for the creator space or something like that. Um, so I was doing that for about a year and the company really, you know, popped up, big series C, scaled. I think I was like 300 employees when I joined. Whoa. Most were in Europe though. Uh, not that many in the U.S. By the time a year hit, was that like 1,500 or like almost 2,000 yeah. people or something like that? Maybe the contractors. Um, and then uh, as I was doing that, I got a, a message uh, on LinkedIn, actually, from, from, from LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> Is it like Clippy, but it's like an L that just yeah. talks to you and there's like, hello, we want you to join yeah. us? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty meta when I got it. I was like really confused at first because at the time, you know, when you use something like LinkedIn, you – kind of forget that real people work there. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's like, the machine. Yeah, yeah. the machine, it's exactly. It just exists in, like, the universe. Um, and they were telling me about this big new creator initiative where they were trying to lean into more knowledge creators and experts to contribute, you know, to the, the ecosystem there. And uh, they were trying to build products for them and really just turn the platform into a place where people can come to, you know, learn about their industries, find out what's going on and um so they were building a whole new creator team that was sitting under the product org our job was basically to work with our big users like our big influencers our top voices help them s scale their reach and then at the same time help the product team kind of provide feedback and what we're hearing right. about what creators need um you know work with our editorial team our news team and some other like marketing and social to really make sure that creators are getting elevated around the platform. Um, so I really thought, I saw it as a huge opportunity just because of how unique LinkedIn's lane was. Um, you know, it's it's definitely on another kind of stratosphere. There's no dance yeah. on yeah. LinkedIn. When it comes to other platforms, you know, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, you know, everyone's yeah. kind of in that more just like social network, mm -hmm. entertainment. LinkedIn, we don't even really like to say we're a, well, like a social network, more of like a maybe like a professional business, business development, development yeah, yeah, platform, yeah, platform like that. exactly. And when you're seeing the, there was two things that really stuck out to me. One was like, okay, there's such a massive um, like audience here. I'm on it every day. Right. Like I was like, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Were you on stuff. LinkedIn every day before? Yeah, I was LinkedIn. actually. I was, when cool. I was trying to learn about the creator space, I was you're like looking at people, finding yeah, out their backgrounds, there, what they're doing. There's actually a really strong. I, I met all these people at the time, the first time Kevin and I met at his event that he was hosting at VidCon. But 
there's a really strong group of people that post creator economy content on LinkedIn. It's like heavily. And I don't even know, like there's not that many other platforms or places to find it because it's such a small circle of like yeah. thought leaders in the yeah. creator economy yeah. right now. So, I mean, I bet you probably know like, Everybody, almost get every out thought of them. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> and what's well, it's interesting is it's only gonna get. Uh, you know, when I started a year and a half ago, um, that was actually a big push that I was trying to do. Was hey, let's get this creator economy uh, industry here on LinkedIn and blown up because for I remember back in 2014 and when I was doing this, you know, you, you uh, the creator space it, it was not getting any love, right? right. It was like yeah. a B level thing, and people right. were like, oh, what do you do for a living? And it, you're a content creator. Oh, I'm a content creator, and then everyone goes like, well. What's your real job? Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, um, and now like, it's a it's a legitimate career, 1, uh, and it's it's only going to. I mean, my bet, and it, I don't know, you know, bold it could be a bullish bet or bold not, prediction. But it's like, <laughs> you know, there's probably by like 2030 in my mind, gonna be like at least a hundred million full time content creators, just like on the globe, whether it's. Yeah. Full I like time, this. I We're gonna I, lock this in. I think Lock I uh, describe that as like you know making. 75k plus a year yeah. like yeah. in doing you content. make a good li- like a good living yeah you have a good job and your job is content yeah, creator exactly. it's, it's actually that that's fun. so one thing that we're launching next month is our vip program for mm-hmm. infuse and the way to get into it is earn 25k lifetime and then 5k a month to stay in the program it's almost like the country club pricing model right. where you yeah. buy in yeah. and then you pay your monthly due and people are like how'd you come up with those numbers and i was like well, if you make $5,000 a month using Infuse, you can probably call Infuse your full-time job. Yeah. Right. Like, that's, you know, that's, I mean, that's it's, it's 60K way. a year. Um, so if you're making over 60K a year, like, Infuse can literally basically be your employer. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, that's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> and so you figure so many people that are trying to be full-time creators, then there's people who are working in the creator economy industry from, like, a yes. support side, a scale side, a financing side. It's just a massive industry that is going to continue taking a bigger and bigger like chunk out of the yeah. global economy. The ecosystem economy. is so much bigger. Right. And yeah. so when you're looking at that opportunity there and for a platform like LinkedIn, which the corporate folks, the every other industry is finding value out of it, right? Like they're getting it. jobs, they're hiring, they're learning about what's going on in their space. And so for me, I was like, man, um, this could really be a massive opportunity for the platform if we continue to invest, have people talking about it, feeling like if you're a creator, you know, hey, you, I can be on LinkedIn and actually learn from peers doing this. Yeah. I can learn from experts. I can learn from you know other folks that are talking about it. So I, I just thought it was so so interesting, and I got so much value out of LinkedIn. I mean, I can shout out some. Like I remember when I was uh, getting started at Jelly Smack, I was subscribed to this guy, Jim Louderback, if you guys know yeah, him. I know him. Yeah, yeah the VidCon uh, GXGM, I believe. He had this newsletter inside the creator economy um, that I still read every week. He's still posting on LinkedIn. But that nice. was, like, one of my main Bible places to go and, like, learn stuff. Uh, he would cover everything going on. He would put links to, like, interesting articles and stuff. There was a guy... Brendan Gann, you know, yeah. you net met. I, was I just ran into both of those two guys at South by Southwest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so there's all these people I was following. And, um, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. I moved out here to really help, sk- uh, you know, plug in more with the team. We're working out the whole our team is kind of based out of the Empire State Building. And um, so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've been working on just a lot of the creator initiatives there, um, trying to just make, make – uh, 
provide value to the people that are coming on? So two two fun topics after hearing um, kind of what, some of what you were saying. One is I wanted to get into kind of how social media and TikTok today has changed the uh, music space yep. and kind of how blowing up and how, you know, it's harder to have a song have value now. Um, but before that, I want to just stay on LinkedIn for, for two more seconds and get kind of your pro tips for someone like me and Andre or anybody listening on how best to use the platform and get yeah. the most utility out of it. Sure. Yeah. I think when you're, when you're thinking about something like LinkedIn, it's all, uh, I mean, it's a net, you know, the big benefit is networking with people in your industry, yep. right? Obviously you find jobs and you know, we have LinkedIn learning, you learn like skills and things like that. Um, but it's really like a two way street. I mean, it's obviously sharing what you know on the platform mm -hmm. and then participating in conversations with other people, kind of like weighing in on your thoughts and things like that. But you'll notice once you start kind of talking about your space, sharing your insights, just even providing your thoughts on whatever, it was like a, a new story breaks, maybe it was an experience you had or whatever, you start to kind of like find the similar people talking yeah. about it. And then you just get brought into like this whole rabbit hole of other people um, that are in the same industry as you. And it's kind of like, I'm on creator economy LinkedIn right now. Right. There's like healthcare LinkedIn. Yeah. So wait, I want to talk LinkedIn. about that because, okay. Real talk, maybe controversial, but like sometimes it, like there's some LinkedIn influencers that are a little bit cringy. Mm. But I think mm. on your vertical, you probably have the best LinkedIn influencers <laughs> because, no, because yeah. they know how to talk to people, right? You're, like You're saying like the ones in like, I've tried to oh, think of space, like, like, all like, like hustle real culture, estate hustle. Yeah. And they're like all about, it's like, oh, I woke up, it's 4 a.m. I have 7,000 things to do. And, and I'm I, making you know, so much money because I'm so, so sick. And it's like all like, well, exactly, exactly. And like, I've never slept. I haven't talked to my children since they were born and like we keep moving, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, yeah. I mean, like, like any, you know, platform, there's going to be uh, content that, you know, you want to see and stuff that you don't want to see. And my advice to people would be, one, LinkedIn, you know, we're pretty good about, uh, you know, you see posts in your feed that aren't relevant to you. You know, yep. there's the three little dots. Love that. And just hit, like, you know, don't show me this anymore. And as you kind of continue to train your feed and follow people that are talking about the things that you're interested in and engaging with that, um, you can pretty much carve out, like, a... a Good. A curated. Yeah, a curated. I've, I've actually yeah, talked so. about that because when I was doing banking, my feed was all people that are like, yo, I got this job at this private equity firm, like so proud of closing this deal yeah. and like, you know, that our firm rolled up another dentist office into our, you know, massive portfolio of dentist offices. Um, and over the last year and a half or whatever that I've been in the space, my feed is strictly the names that yeah. uh, Cayman was saying earlier and just people talking about the creator space. So it definitely it, the learns. curation is amazing. Yeah. It really, it's really, really good. But I think you probably ha are working with the best group that like is doing their content the best. That well, other you know, I think it's, uh, you're part. interested in this yeah. space, and but I mean, you know, my the whole team I'm on. There's creator managers that are on a variety of verticals, and be surprised. Like I said, I mean, there's a lot of different industries, a lot of conversation on the platform. There's some create, you know. Uh, healthcare creators that are. Can just you tell us what are the hottest uh, verticals on creators, or is that uh, private information? I don't. Yeah, I don't know about the hottest. I mean, you can kind of assume Most just the popular, biggest industries, yeah, right? Okay. Are finance be, has to be yeah, the biggest. Finance you know? has to be giant. Yeah. Is huge. Healthcare is huge. Um, 
just like generic, you know, like oh, business retail. I have a question for you because I've seen this a lot on my feed, right? Being in the tech world, we know it's been a tough time for a lot of tech companies and tech startups and it's a lot of people laid off. And I actually have seen a lot of people that are in between jobs turning to LinkedIn not just to find jobs, but also becoming creators themselves on LinkedIn. Yeah. And like I see people that are like, oh, now I'm actually like teaching people how to work on this platform because I found myself surprisingly with all this free time and I'm on this platform and I realized the power it yeah. has how many yeah. people I can talk to and like maybe now I'm a creator on LinkedIn yeah, exactly. rather than like searching for a job on LinkedIn yeah, yeah. well it's been interesting was like two big things that happened one is we made a, a way uh, like a, a while ago maybe like a year and a half two years ago uh, don't quote me on the exact date but we, we released creator mode which is yeah. a way for like people to basically self ID that like hey I, I'm posting on this platform about X Y and Z topics yeah. so that's really cool because it's almost like an opt in where right. you're like Owning that persona, yeah, yeah, like yeah. okay, I'm gonna it's talk like bring about me it. the soapbox. Yeah, yeah, and then the other <laughs> thing is the big benefit of LinkedIn. I always tell everyone it's uh, it's not really so much about like the engagement and you know like other platforms, your likes, and you're thinking about it in that sense. It's all like who you reach on LinkedIn. Okay, right? and so it's like you're you're reaching decision makers, you're reaching yep. senior level senior people in industries, you're reaching people with high levels of purchasing power, mm -hmm. like. Um, you know, the masses, you know, or whatever it is, uh, kids, teen, everybody, you know, you're on other platforms, but the type of, you know, you got to imagine the type of person that comes to LinkedIn right. every day to consume stuff is probably someone who's interested in elevating their career, cares about, you know, what's going on in their space, um, you know, probably has a higher level of education, you know, yeah. and so it's, a, it's the quality of the people that you're reaching that's really, I think, the differentiator between like, oh, what's the difference between posting this on here versus somewhere else? Um, and, you know, if you just size it up by like like count and stuff, that's not the way to think about it. It's right. Like, look at who's it's liking the it. Value who, yeah, or exactly. like quality over yes, quantity. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is there any monetization on LinkedIn itself if you're a creator? Or is it all like, like, because obviously that's how every other, and I know yeah. you guys said it's not a social platform, but obviously the, you know, what ultimately fuels creators staying and producing a lot is, you know, them getting compensated in some way. Right, right. Yeah, I think th there's no, you know, like direct, uh, like ad, you know, like rev share, share yeah, or yeah. something like that. Um, we've done a couple programs, like accelerator programs and things like that uh, on the platform. But again, I think the main uh, pro for people to stick around is, right, it's the opportunity that can be created from the content that right. you're producing where I've heard anything from oh me posting this got me this job got me this fundraising round it got me this yeah uh, I love buyer that. right and so it's like again uh the benefit to people is is you can post something and you know I've heard stories of people you know they post something in a CMO of a company hey I saw your post you on know LinkedIn with the reaches you know? and something we've been saying for a bit in this podcast with all of these layoffs and what's happening is like we're, I'm actually very excited to see what new companies are born from all of these people that are now trying to find their own destiny. Mm -hmm. And I think LinkedIn is going to play a key role in, in that. In connecting all the people. In connecting all of these right. like really smart people yeah. that like have like worked at the best places and now they're going to start their own things and they're going to meet through your platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So music industry. Yeah. Yes. Let us know music your thoughts industry. on how things have changed and kind of when when you started even Vine days yeah. to, to now. So so much in the music industry has changed. Um, it's actually it's it, it's wild to think about. I think the biggest thing that has changed is the 
the the labels have less of like a gatekeeping power than they used to in terms uh-huh. of like who's becoming famous, and that's like causing this problem where now you've got these all the you know plat Spotify places where artists can distribute their music, and then places like TikTok where then they can blow up and get a lot of views, and then that can turn into listeners. Um, so I think the big thing is one is labels trying to figure out where their value can still like be. Uh, financing is obviously a big one still, but even now with, you know, if you just become a creator and you can do brand deals or all these other yeah. things and like self-fund your stuff. Um, and and the cost to get discoverability is down so yeah, much. Because right. ba- back in the day to get discovered, you had to know a guy that ran the radio and you probably had to pay the radio or something to, uh, yeah, to put right. your stuff and out. Now it's like posted on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. See what happens. Go from there. Yeah, exactly. so it's almost like shifting where I think like the traditional Hollywood players, like the agencies and labels are still trying to retain the power of being the gatekeepers. And they're trying to do that. But honestly, I'd argue now like more the platforms are becoming right. Like, you know, I know Spotify's got a bunch of people on their back. Seems right. Like, you know, you can get on playlists and things like that to help you out. Um, same thing with like the YouTube or TikTok. Uh so that's really interesting. I think the music business has also changed a lot in just the like how songs are even just created now. A lot of the you know artists are are really focusing more on like that, like the loopability, right? right? Like the mm-hmm. is this gonna work for a trend? Is it songs gonna be are, a good TikTok? Yeah. Trend? yeah. <laughs> Listen to music from like you know five or ten years ago, like songs like four minutes. Five. I found myself listening to old like Kanye songs or yeah. Drake songs or whatever. I'm like, damn, this song is like four and a half minutes. Yeah. Like, holy crap! Because now everything comes out it's like a minute and a half, right. you know? Yeah. And like, it's like two, half of that is like yeah. clearly like for like a TikTok minutes. trend. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's been um, pretty wild. Even I think, the music video videos have the dance is for tiktok now yeah, yeah. exactly so you know you're, you've got this weird uh this crazy convergence of like um hollywood and big tech like the music industry is having this weird like power struggle it feels like between with the people yeah, big tech <laughs> and then like hollywood uh and the labels and trying to figure out like who's gonna where everyone's gonna go and how that's gonna how that's gonna shift um you know I, my advice for artists now honestly is like yeah uh, being a musician you almost like have to be a creator mm-hmm. as well now so you can't just focus on like music anymore uh because fans thing. now as as a fan of music what i'm looking for in an artist that i listen to is not only good music but also like a funny persona and like you people expect more out of artists and, and i guess to some degree they always have expected you know kind of the rock star yeah. persona but like now more than ever it's there's like a spotlight yes. on that yeah and they love seeing the like um the same way you know vl- big vloggers have blown up on youtube or people like seeing the behind the scenes you know, i'm seeing a lot of artists having success with showing like the creation process behind songs they they film everything they're bringing people in um so it's interesting. The other parallel is is revenue really is still all IRL stuff for artists, right? It's like most of it is coming from ticket sales and from merch and right. tangible things. The same way the creators, the the, the money, uh, you know, they're not making uh, a lot of money off the royalties. I mean, unless you're Drake or somebody <laughs> like that. So it's kind of interesting to think about, like, it's all shifted, you know, back in the day. Yeah, you make a song, you radio, whatever, you're selling CDs and blah, 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 and you're, you're blowing up. You don't even have to tour. Now it's like, what's going to 
what is gonna get me the most virality so that the most people know me so that the most amount of people like just go we'll to the show? So then my yeah. tickets exactly. are sold yeah. out. Exactly. So now it's just distributing out um, everywhere, trying to get you know the this the Spotify stream. Like none of that matters. It really is all about like can you just get bodies into a venue and and sell that sell merch and all of those other things. A lot pretty similar to like the in the creator space. I mean, you know, if you're Mr. Beast, okay, whatever you're crushing on. YouTube revenue, but most of the people are not making all their money from AdSense. You no. know, they're just right. like selling merch and doing other things like uh, that's really paying the bills. Cool. That's funny. That's funny because like as digital keeps evolving, there's always a pullback to physical, especially in that industry, right? Like it doesn't matter. Like you're changing your platform, you're doing, but like you still need. That connection, having being on stage, having your people there, buying a buying T-shirt, buying a T-shirt, so you can say you were there. So like it's yeah, just a just a stream. Number it makes on me a feel better that we're still human and it's yeah. not just robots. Are you sure? <laughs> At least I feel it. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait. So, personally, mm -hmm. what's your favorite social platform? Man, um, I don't. I honestly, it's so, it's crazy how many there are now. Yes. And, like, um, and you why use them very differently. Yeah, and why, how, how unique each one is with, like, even who you have on there. Oh, and yes. Like, yeah. You know, it's Close it's friends so, list. Yeah, it's so weird. I guess, I mean, if you were going to say the ones I use the most, I mean, I use Instagram a lot, but it's weird my how I use it now because I don't really find myself on the feed that much anymore. It's yeah. just going through stories. Yeah. Yep. Stories like and shopping. Yeah. Exactly. Stories, <laughs> and, my, stories and shopping. That's also weird about New York. I've realized that maybe it's a thing in LA. I, I just wasn't paying attention to it as much, but everyone in New York asks me for my Instagram. Yeah. Like, yep. I meet someone, it's like, oh, let me get your number. 100%. Like, give me your Instagram. And I'm like, dude, now we're not going to see each other's stuff. You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm going to follow you and probably ne and literally like and lose mute you, you in yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and it's also weird because I, I feel like it's kind of weird because you like, I don't want to follow you on Instagram like right away, you know, maybe. Or everyone here is just like, yeah, let's connect on Instagram now. It's this weird um thing that I've noticed in it, New York. Uh, it's actually funny, though, because I find that following people on Instagram is kind of a way, we've talked about this, to yeah. make, like, friends from afar, though. It's like, yeah. I yes. see your stuff on Instagram, and, like, I mean, we've known each other for however yeah. long now, but, like, I'll see your stuff on you Instagram and be like, you know LOL, that's, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Kevin's going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And um, so I use Instagram a lot. I mean, I and then, you know, Twitter I use mainly just for, like, sports stuff. Do I, you I, post? Okay. No, not so at all. So I think yeah. that's a good thing that we should start rapid fire with our with our um, guests. It's just like, where do you spend the most time? And then are you creating or are you just watching? Yeah, because Matt, Matt last time went down was the rabbit hole us. of like, like, he was I, just like I'm I, just consuming. And if I'm not creating, like I don't want to I don't want to be on it. So that's yeah. interesting. So <laughs> do you actually post on Instagram or are I'll you just consuming? Some, I'll post uh, photos. I like, like a decent amount of time. Not definitely maybe like once a month or something like okay. that i'll throw a photo fair, out trying fair. to just keep keep everyone in the loop of what's going okay, on yeah, I, mean, I, excited use, I use yeah. stories a lot stories are fun obviously stories are the best you move from la to new york trying to you know my friends family what are what am i up to you know what yeah for doing? sure um so that's really it i mean i i really only post yeah on linkedin and instagram anything uh Twitter, you read I'm on just Twitter consuming for like sports. sports memes and stuff. Okay, like NBA Twitter, yeah, March elite. Madness Twitter is like hilarious. All Love that, that stuff. Uh, 
Snapchat, not I, stories, but it's like a totally different group of people on there too. It's more like people I feel like I know better because of like how hard. Interesting. I've been like my Snapchat has probably been unopened for like eighteen months. Yeah, like I don't I'm even like open Gen, the app. Yeah. I think I'm older, so, like, that's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Facebook, man, I don't even... I like, you know, sometimes, like, I I was really annoyed. I go there to check if if it's my friend's birthday, and I forgot. That's literally the only function Facebook has for me right now. Facebook's like, I'll just steal all your data, follow everything you're doing, and I'll tell you when it's your friend's birthday. I'm not your calendar, but, like, you just gave me your soul. Yeah. Yeah. But that's literally the only function. I'm like, done. Just, like, reminds me. So, like, Francis didn't yell at me that I didn't call him last week. I called you, though. Facebook didn't tell me. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I mean, we're really... Uh, creeped me out the other day was I, I didn't even realize until maybe like two weeks ago that all my Instagram stories anything I was uploading on Instagram was you going, sharing was to, going fa- to Facebook oh my god all oh, your no. grandmas all your tias and I was immediately like what the hell like this no, is crazy that's um, a rookie mistake I'm sorry yeah no I had no idea that was happening and so then I my sister actually uh, works at Meta so shout out to her and oh, I, I text out. her like what is, she's like, oh, you, you gotta turn that how to do that and I was like wow okay thank you very much um did not know that everything was getting pushed there is as that well. your second cousin in the uh, Philippines is seeing you yeah, right. at 4 exactly yeah <laughs> very embarrassing mm. me not mm. me <laughs> yeah all right so last last bit mm-hmm. um I guess, Cameron, for you, one thing that we always talk about is what do you do in the social media space to, like, take care of your mental health? And what are, like, some tips that you have for taking care of yourself just from a from a mental health standpoint? Offline. Offline. Let's see. Well, I mean, there's, I definitely try to limit, uh, obviously, like, the usage of social media um, and spend a lot of time just talking to people who I actually, you know, like, like, like close friends, family, and stuff like that. But I think it's just a mindset thing around um, just being totally comfortable in what you're doing Mm -hmm. and, and, and just realizing that, you know, there you'll always, there's always going to be people doing crazy things on crazy trips, doing all this (laughs) stuff. And it's like, just really lasering into, you know, your life, what matters to you. Um, Try not to get sucked into the whole like comparison game. Find that here in New York, especially. (laughs) Come on. It's like, how do you, how do you compete? I, yeah, yeah, how do you do that? I even I was actually a high school my senior year of one of like a project I did in high school, like we had a project where it was literally do anything. It was like our economics final, and our teacher was like, just like make a video on whatever you want, and you had to just like describe why you were doing it. And for six months, I just filmed the coolest things I was doing, and then made it into like a big montage, yeah. and was like just trying to prove the point of like. I can make this crazy video that looks like I do all this stuff, but this is over like seven months. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like it's a like thirty-second video. Yeah, exactly. yeah and it, it makes you think you're like, whoa, okay, we're doing all this crazy stuff and and whatever. And it was just a proving a point, you know, these high school kids, like, you know, anybody, even me, can frame and crop and do One whatever and make it look it's like. It's art of presentation. So I think, yeah, yeah in, in knowing that and knowing um, how people like to frame and do those types of things, you know, they're. Filming in the crowd at a festival, you're like, man, the guys at the festival are not sweet. And like, like you know, the second he stops filming that, he's like hating where he's standing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. like, yeah. like yeah. elbow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, like, I don't even know the song. <laughs> yeah, I so I think it's mindset. You know, you just have to be um, co- totally comfortable in, in what you're doing, and just know that uh, everyone is 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 intentional about. There is no 
I mean, maybe someone is being authentic and showing the full clip, but everyone knows what they're posting before they post Absolutely. it. Like, yeah. They know what they're, you're, what you're seeing. And just constantly reframing that, like, okay, they want me to see this, yeah. and yeah. they're they're doing this intentionally. That's how I've like managed to say, like, sane through the whole thing, and, and just uh, you know, not get. Those all, are great tips. Yeah. It's a really yeah. good framework. And then yeah. la- last one for both of you: What are you guys most excited about in the space for the next twenty twenty three and beyond? Oof. Sure, you want to? No, want me you to take go first. I gotta think about it. I think the. Uh, Obviously, I mean, huge topic on LinkedIn and just in the space right now is the whole like Gen AI, right? And all these yeah, tools and all goal. these mass, you know, these different tools make content creation easier. Um, I'm really excited for certain tools that I that I've kind of come across my you know like desk or whatever. And one is like AI dubbing, uh, you know, where you can basically just clone your voice and AI can just translate it in any language and it oh, I've sounds seen like you, right? That's sick. So yeah. you're thinking about like literally globalization of just everything, you know, uh, breaking down barriers on, you know, maybe there won't be country specific like superstars or creators, creators or actors. Yeah. Like everyone can just be everything. I mean, Mr. Beast is a good example right now of like he's paying someone to do his dubbing. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I even saw on a podcast, he said he was in like a Spanish speaking country and the people there like fully thought he spoke Spanish. Like, they didn't even know. <laughs> That's hilarious. They had literally no idea that, that he like, doesn't he know not, how to speak yeah. Spanish yeah. at all. They're like, oh my God, you know. No, like, your well, dubbing was yeah. so good. No, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see because I think the big thing like Jelly Smack earlier in the pandemic and, uh, you know, you have like these different companies like Jelly Smack, Spotter, all these things, Carrot, like focusing on the financing part of the creator e- equation and like the distribution, yeah. which was like the first thing uh, to really like make the creator economy like blow up is just injecting a bunch of money and, and getting more people resources. And now I see like this next phase being making it easier to make better content right. because he can AI, every, you know, like I saw on LinkedIn, this guy, Peter Hollins, I don't know if you know him, he's big YouTube creator, I think he has like 4 million subs or something, he's a singer, and he made a whole music video, all of AI, everything. Uh, you know, the, the scenes, the cuts, the music, everything was all just like generated. Um, so you're gonna have all these talented people, even someone maybe like me who's got like interesting things to say, but I, I couldn't edit a video to literally save my life. And if there were tools that helped me do that and put out high quality stuff, really easy you, you might know become a creator. yeah maybe yeah. and so i'm excited to see all the different tools that come out in the next like year or two um that's really you know you take the tools plus the financing and the distribution stuff and you're really just going to start seeing um just a massive massive influence yeah, more like it. velocity of content that's creation. So fun. it's gonna be nuts yeah, yeah. One, one thing um that you brought up i think editing like if ai can help edit like i think oh. good editing is so key and like if Someone can make that easier automated. That would be huge. They are. I mean, the new ChatGPT four yeah. is just like there's a lot of visuals uh, work coming into it, so that that's gonna be really cool. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier. I am excited for this year for the creator space to see what's coming from all of this talent that is now trying to find their next spot. Like I, yeah. I there's gonna be new companies coming up. I think it's gonna be a big year for something for new things popping up. Swag, we out. <laughs> Subscribe to the latest episode of Creatornomics at InfusedPod.com. That's InfusedPod.com.